Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me is a man who just got back from a special day at Lester's Possum Park, Jacob. Uh, can we go home already? <laughs> You're ruining my life, Dad. <laughs> I never said I was your father. That'd be scary. That would be very <laughs> scary <laughs> and it wouldn't make a whole lot well, of sense. sense either. <laughs> considering I'm younger than you are. <laughs> that is true. Either way. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who... Why in the world do you listen to Pete? <laughs> he had a lot of good points, although he hangs out with Maleficent all the time, so I really should know better. Of course. In Kingdom Hearts, anyway. Yeah, either way. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, man, Jacob? I, I'm, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's It's been an interesting week. Obviously, we had to reschedule... Because somebody of, was tired. Yes, I was tired. Now let me explain why I was tired. So work? I, no, it wasn't work. Oh, it was work. I was a little bit tired. COVID? Nope, no COVID. Okay, good. No COVID. Uh, it was a carb coma. Car coma? Carb coma. Carb coma. You had no. You didn't have enough carbs. I had way too many carbs. Oh, okay. See, I'm just guessing the whole thing wrong tonight. So be like, I I uh, I bought food from an amazing restaurant where we live. Uh, if you ever in the Tyler, Jacksonville, East Texas area. Go to um, Commerce Street Brew House. Amazing food. Just giving them a shout out here. Um, so I I bought something that they um, their their house fries with like all the fixings on it was amazing. Right. I ate half of it and then I'm just like, oh, I feel great. Now I'm just drowsy. <laughs> so I, I was dead to the world. Had to reschedule and then probably four to five minutes be like, okay, I feel better. Of course. It, it was so it was just so bizarre. Ironically, you could have texted and say, Hey, I feel better now, and I would have said, Get over here and let's do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, was ready. <laughs> yes. Uh so other than that, uh I've been pretty good, minus just very long days at work. Right. And sometimes frustrating days, like some people know. Uh I wouldn't know anything about that in the middle of January when all um, the machinery seems to be breaking down. <laughs> of course, of course. What's right. new? Yeah, Puscat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wrong song. It was, uh, high hopes. He's got high, high hopes. hopes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> How are you been? Crazy. Uh, Is that beyond normal? Hard to tell. Uh, what? Just going ahead and moving along, because I really don't have much to talk about in my part of the banter. What have you been watching? Since, uh, what was that? Kim Possible? Kim Possible. Uh, all I can say with this particular one I watched, Flagnar. Flagnar. Oh, yes. Yeah. As also in, I completed Gravity Falls. I like how you pointed to Neon Genesis Evangelion. I was also watching that, too. 
I was pointing in that direction, not that right. Direction. But either way, uh, I finally finished. Se- what is it? Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, two seasons. Well, and really, it's, if you were to count them, all, all the seasons were as long as season one. It would be three seasons. But yeah. who cares? Yeah. Uh, so I finally wa- finally got around to fa- finally finishing the season, and uh, I oh my gosh. Like you, have, you have seen not one to go into spoilers. Just kind of my general thoughts. Season one is your uh, mystery monster of the week, mm-hmm. kind of, and then you get into season two where, where in season one it starts to hinting at things. Definitely with uh, what's his name, little little Gideon, little Gideon, little Gideon is trying to take over Gravity well, Falls. Not and, to mention Bill Cipher. Yeah, Bill Cipher does make an appearance in season one. Which you have no idea really who he is. Right. <laughs> and so you get the full gravity, pun intended, Well, of what's really going on. I mean, the fact that Bill Cipher is technically in the opening sequence of every episode. That is true, but he's... For one frame. Yeah, that is true. They, they, the, the creators of the show were real, like symbolism and oh, yeah. graphs and... Everything were just so. If if you knew what you were looking for, you could probably figure out what was going to happen. So a couple of hints for those who aren't aware. Yeah. At the end of every episode in the credits, there is a code. Mm-hmm. It just looks like random letters. Yeah. But this it it can be figured out. And your hint as to how to figure it out is actually in the opening sequence. Okay. There is the. When the Gravity Falls logo is on screen, the title yeah. card, you can hear what sounds like whispers. Mm-hmm. That is actually backmasking. Really? Yeah. And instead of saying, you know, some horrible thing that would make Christians in the 80s hate rock music, uh, it is actually saying, at least on the first one, uh, I don't remember what the first one is, but it tells you, here's a hint as to how to decode the message. Oh, okay. There's one for the first, like, six episodes, another one for the second one, the third, second season. The code is, the, the, the thing is the same, but you have to watch for a cipher, pun intended, somewhere in the episode to figure out how to actually decipher the code at the end. And most of the yeah. time, it doesn't really lead to anything. Yeah. But there is one... Uh, Near the end, right before uh, a certain something happens, where the code is not what he seems. Mm-hmm. I think you know which episode I'm think, talking I, about. I, I think so because it's right before the episode. Yeah, not what he seems. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a good reveal. And it's like, oh yeah, because be like you know that character is something's fishy about him. Oh yeah, and and then you get that episode. We'll need, and it's like, oh my gosh, revelation! Oh yeah. my gosh, we'll need to talk more about that off screen when we are not gonna have to worry about spoiling. Yes, things for yeah. people. So either either way, uh, if you get the chance, it's on Disney Plus right now. Go check out Gravity Falls; it's amazing. Uh, also, I got the chance to uh, start rewatching Neon Genesis Evangelion, the original dub. Um, well, the original English dub, the original, not English, the Japanese dub. Yeah, dub English dub. <laughs> Technically, um, the Japanese language version is a dub, also as okay. it's dubbed audio. I'm being pedantic. Move I know on. you are. Uh, I really enjoyed the series when I was younger. Um, watching it now, it's like okay, you see its flaws a little bit here and there, definitely with the dub. 
Uh, but I still well, it was an ADV dub. Yeah, it is an ATV, AD, AD, ATV, ATV, all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> yeah, apparently, um, the double's done on the back of an ATV. <laughs> yeah, that would explain a lot. <laughs> Actually, not for this show, for many other shows they did. Yes. But either way, uh, the the current what you're seeing there is actually the uh, the platinum edition I bought at Walmart uh, several years ago. Now this one you're probably going to spend probably like three hundred dollars to get. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully. But Shout Factory yeah. is re-releasing the anime, but we don't know which dub it's shipping with. Yeah, my assumption is. I mean, the safest assumption yeah. is it's the Netflix dub. Yeah. But maybe we'll be lucky and they'll be nice and add a second dub on there. Yeah. With it's, it's, not, it's not like uh, Gynax, who doesn't actually exist anymore, yeah. doesn't own the rights to the both dubs at this wow. point. Yeah. Because of the way that works. Yeah. And also, speaking of Evangelion, the apparently the 3.0 plus, plus 1.0 is coming out scheme. this year. Stupid naming scheme. I know. <laughs> I don't care. I still want to watch it. I'm going to buy it and then watch it and be like, okay, that was interesting. <laughs> you will not make sense of these titles. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Just like whenever the the new box comes out from Shop Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I, I know we watched a little bit of um, another movie. That oh, we'll be recording later yes, tonight. Yes, we did. Over on the Retro Rewind podcast. Yeah, Retro Rewind podcast. That's really hard to say if you're trying try to keep a straight face. Oh yes. Um, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> yes. That that is a very that was a very fun, very awkward, um, uh, very much uh, Japanese kung fu movie. Chinese. Chinese. Apologies. Hong Kong. Hunk. Okay. Chinese. My apologies. <laughs> Uh, kind of movie that's very over exaggerated in every th- every aspect of it, but it's so much fun to watch. Uh, go check that movie out. I don't know where you can get it. You can stream it anywhere. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. It is on Netflix. So go check it out on Netflix. Uh, it's from Sony Classics, and they do a pretty good job of keeping the rights to everything and Excellent. making sure you can get to it. Excellent. And you can go buy the Blu-ray, which I did. Excellent. All right, good deal. Uh, so yeah, that is all I've been watching, minus like a few things over at Chase's house. I think we watched uh, Girls and Penzas. Not this last week. No, that's right. It wasn't. What did we watch? Nothing. It, by the time we got oh, yeah, started, that's right. and you were out. still late, he kicked us out. Yeah, that's true. By the time we got done, because it was late, because somebody can't keep asking questions. No, that's true. I wonder who that is. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Jay. We do, yes. <laughs> uh... That is all I've been watching. So what have you been watching? Uh, much of the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were watching Evangelion as no, well. No, I wasn't watching Evangelion. Uh, I have been somewhat a, a, in, addicted is the wrong word. I have been part. No, partaking sounds worse. Obsessed? <laughs> I've been watching, let's say. Oh, okay. I've been watching a Twitch channel. Oh, okay. Of uh, The streamer is uh, Sarah Key. Okay. I've been watching her sh- playthrough of Persona 4, Golden. Oh, okay. So that's been interesting. Hmm. Uh, also, I have been watching uh, Star Trek Discovery now that I got done with Mandalorian. Okay. That's a show. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm just hoping it gets better as the season goes on. 
Because so right now I'm sitting there going, really? Really? This is where we're going with this. Okay. <laughs> There's some interesting things, but yeah. I mean, we'll, I'm hoping it gets better. Uh. Um, what else have I been watching? I guess that's really all I have been watching. I have been playing uh, Spider-Man on PS4. I beat that game. Good. And now I started on the DLC. Ah. The City That Never Sleeps. Oh, yeah. It's definitely York. Oh, yeah. I'm about halfway through the second chapter, so uh. the hard part is Screwball's challenges. Mm. Do you know the character Screwball? No, I She's don't. She's a relatively recent villain for Spider-Man. No, I don't. Sometime in the last 10 years. Okay. She's a streamer. Okay. Who streams crimes. Oh, interesting. So you kind of wonder how she doesn't get so caught because she, so she, she films and broadcasts all her evidence that so, she's committing the crimes. Oh, okay. So she's a <laughs> she's a suit she's a criminal nightcrawler? Except she broadcasts everything. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. I I think Some strategy. <laughs> I mean, at least for the game, the way it works yeah. is she's streaming spider-man beating up her thugs yeah for clicks which yeah. is kind of interesting yeah what the missions themselves are very similar to the main game's taskmaster yeah missions where which was just combat challenges yeah the difference here is on top of your combat challenges she has these things called photo bombs where you have to take to do the whatever the challenge is in the certain square so that it triggers this little scene so you can very uh, this little quick time event to press a button so you can take a picture of what you're doing and that gets you extra points. Okay, that makes it harder than it sounds. All right, because sometimes you're way over on this corner of the map. Like I was just doing a stealth mission one mm -hmm. the other day, and I'm finally getting to the point where I can take this guy out. He's not seen by anybody. He is safe to take out. She throws the photo bomb flag up, and it's on the other side of the stinking map. <laughs> I need the extra points. I'm going over there. <laughs> All right. Good deal. So, so yeah, that's what I've been. Like. All right. What good. do we got in the news, if anything? So G-Kids has released uh, Studio Ghibli's highly announced uh, first ever CG Airwig and The Witch to North, the North American theaters and U.S. streaming early in February, followed by home release uh, in the spring. Uh uh, the movie will be released February 3rd, 2000, 2021, mm -hmm. both in Japanese subtitles and English dub. Good. Glad um, they got that finished. Yeah, it'll be in partnership with longtime partner, uh, Batman Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be released uh, starting February on uh, nah. on February 5th. It'll be available on HBO Max. Okay. When is it uh, in theaters? Uh, you said it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, it'll be in fe uh, February third. February third. Okay. Okay. So we might want to. We do might. We'll think about it. Yeah, we might do a reaction to that. I might go out and watch it anyway, whether we do it or not. Yeah. Either way. Uh. So. And how often do we get a new Ghibli movie? Yeah. Not that often. Every couple of years. Well, I mean, they have been. They ha this is like their first thing since like, in like five or six years, I yeah. think. Okay. I could be wrong on that number. Don't quote me. Okay, so uh, apparently this series that is is a very it's a, apparently a very popular series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Charming. Never heard of it. Yeah, I never have either. Uh, but according to information on 
the where I get my sources, animationmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. I can go check them out there, uh, where I'll, I'll get most of my sources. Uh, apparently, they are doing a new movie, which is apparently three familiar uh, fairy tale princes find themselves en- engaged the same prince in the new the news feature of Charming. Oh, I don't know if it's I'm not sure if it's a TV series because they didn't really give me that information. Uh, so if any of you know out there what Charming is on Netflix, please let us know down below. Sounds like it ought to be a kid friendly version of Charmed. E, uh, not really because it's more. It's sounds ba- like it should be with that yeah. kind of name. Yeah, but it's more like midi- like uh, fairy tales and you get right. yeah you get um you get a boyfriend and you get, get a, a boyfriend. boyfriend everybody, everybody gets, gets a boyfriend. boyfriend can we get girlfriends maybe you don't understand how oprah works <laughs> apparently that was the worst joke i've ever made <laughs> that was that was bad either way so that's all i have for news all righty well then let's go ahead and jump into our spoiler free review of the movie a goofy movie hey, okay. I first saw this movie about, well, back in 1995, 94, 95, around the time it came out, but I didn't get to see it in theaters. I had to wait for home video, but I did own, it was, this was like the second compact disc soundtrack I ever owned. Kind of putting this in perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember enjoying this movie immensely. This yeah. is not one I ever got to wear out because it was not a bootleg. Okay. Like so many other movies from that era you. are. Hey, some, sometimes our grandparents just so lovingly so much, they just don't. It's it, not, it, it was past that point, if yeah. you want to get right down to it. Yeah. But I did know this was one I rented from the uh, store a couple times. Okay. From the movie store. So, yeah, I watched it a bunch of times. I remember enjoying this movie. Um, yeah, it's just one of the, admittedly, I watched Goof Troop growing up Uh because I was of the age. Yeah. I can't tell you I remember much of Goof Troop because I can't tell you I was very much, well, it wasn't Darkwing Duck, let's be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely not If there's a problem with it, that's what it is. I gotcha. But I remember thinking, oh, they're doing a Goof Troop movie. That could be interesting. I wonder why they're just calling it a Goofy movie and not just Goof Troop the movie. Right. I mean, they did this with uh, DuckTales. I'd assume they'd follow suit. But I remember first time I watched it and just falling in love with it. And, of course, as a kid, I really related with Max to some degree. Mm. Now, not so much. Yeah. Despite the fact I don't have a kid, I relate more with Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I mean, it's just a fun movie. If If you have never watched a Goofy movie... You owe it to yourself to go on Disney Plus right now and go watch it. It is because that's and that's pretty much the only place you're going to find it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're in Disney Movie Club. Yeah, exactly. Or you want to pay a bunch of extra money on Amazon. Yeah. A bunch of extra money. money. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a goofy movie is a very fun movie and you should go watch it. Jacob. Uh, this is my first time actually watching the film. I still can't believe that. Yeah. Well, watching Goof Troop, there again, Goof Troop was not my favorite. Darkwing Duck was. Of course. Or Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And if you want to know my feelings about Darkwing Duck, just look on my wall here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Tailspin. Oh, yes. Or DuckTales, not so much, but Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Well, DuckTales always had the best theme song. That is true. That is so true. 
Uh, so I got to watch it the other uh, the other week or, or early this week, and I enjoyed it tremendously. There was there was a lot of the movie that just had just this charm mm-hmm. and about you know about a father son's relationship. Yeah, and being a teenager, definitely in the nineties. And man, this movie dates itself so much. <laughs> yeah, but in a strange way, it the as bad as it dates itself. Yeah, it kind of hits that threshold especially when you're looking back on it that it hits that timelessness yeah in a ag- way agreed agreed much better than wonder woman 84 did uh, <laughs> either way you can go check out a review on that yeah, on movie of the week podcast yes uh i thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's a great movie it has a lot of heart uh i do have some problems with the film uh, of course other, yeah no movie's perfect yeah exactly um uh, except for maybe your name Oh, we we you can we've go, done that. Go you, listen. Go listen to that review. That was pretty good. I finally got that on Blu-ray. Finally got it. I need to get my copy back from Chase, who's never going to watch it at this rate. <laughs> Come on, Chase. Um, on that, it's a great movie. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, if you want to go buy it, uh, go join Disney Movie Club. It's really cheap right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So go go, uh, go check it out, or you can go watch it on Disney Plus. It's really yeah. good. Agreed. So, yeah. So join us on the other side of the bumper, and we will get into spoiling this thing. Do it, do it. Hey, Jacob, look. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Ray. Okay. This progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. Hey, Scoop. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me, give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as Helix Reviews. Helix Reviews is a podcast where David Arrington reviews Movies, music, comic books, video games, and all kinds of media, all from a Christian geek worldview. His hope for the podcast is that it will be entertaining, informative, and interesting, but will also get you thinking about the media you are consuming. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie A Goofy Movie. Listener discretion is advised. Helps when you have your notes up. Yes, it does. Okay. A Goofy Movie was directed by Kevin Lima, who mm-hmm. also directed Tarzan and Enchanted. It was written by Jim Magon, who wrote for Goof Troop and DuckTales. Chris Matheson, who wrote all three Bill and Ted movies. And Brian Pimentel, who wrote Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. The cast includes Bill Farmer as George G. Goofy Goof. You didn't know that was his full name, did no, you? No, I didn't. That's that's impressive. <laughs> yes, I had to look that up. Uh, he also played Yosemite Sam and Sylvester in Space Jam. Jason Marsden, who played Maximilian Goof. He was Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus. And he played Haku in Spirited Away. Hmm. Wait a minute. Who? Jason Marsden. Oh, okay. Jim Cummings played Pete. Okay. He's also the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in Winnie the Pooh. And, of course, 
Darkwing Duck. Yes. <laughs> Kelly Martin plays Roxanne. And she played uh, Molly Tasmanian Devil in Tasmania. And Daphne Blake in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Hmm. No reaction to A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Are you sure you're feeling all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Continue. Great movie, great show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Paulson played PJ. He is, of course, known for playing Yakko Warner and Pinky in Animaniacs. And he also played Carl in Jimmy Neutron. Hmm. Wallace Shawn played Principal Mazer. Hmm. He was Vicini in The Princess Bride and Rex in Toy Story. Jenny Von Oy played Stacy. And she played a character named Six Lemire in Blossom. Hmm. Frank Welker, our good friend, yes, played Bigfoot. How surprised are you at that? No, not. <laughs> uh, he is, of course, uh, Scooby-Doo and Fred in Scooby-Doo, The Sword and the Scoob, apparently a new yeah, Scooby-Doo movie coming out. Movie. Uh, Kevin Lima has a cameo as Lester. You know, he was our director. Mm-hmm. Florence Stanley played the waitress. She played Mrs. Packard in Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Joanne Worley played Miss Maples, and she was the wardrobe in Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Brittany Alice Smith played Photo Studio Girl, and she played a character named Zoe Garrick in a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. Hmm. I just love some of these Z movies that end up on people's IMDb lists. Yeah. Robin Richards played Lester's Grinning Girl. Okay. The little weird grinning girl sitting next to Max throughout the, oh, that, yeah, throughout yeah. that scene. Yeah. 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 She played a character named Maxie Jones in General Hospital, and that was about it. Mm. Uh, Julie Brown played Lisa. She played a character named Paula Norwood in the middle. Clee Bragger played a tourist kid, and he played a character named Digger Sam in Recess. Joey Lawrence played Chad, and he was Oliver and Oliver and Company. Ah, okay, good the, movie. The late Pat Buttram in his final appearance mm. on in a movie on his final film, yes, was the Possum Park MC. He is of course known for playing the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, and uh, okay. and Mr. Haney in Green Acres. Wayne Allwine played Mickey Mouse. He's also played Ludwig von Drake before mm, okay uh Polly shore played bobby zimoreski he is of course known for playing uh bud mcintosh in biodome which is the only Polly shore movie i recognize the name of oh, okay tevin campbell played powerline he's of course a musician but he also played a character named little t in the fresh prince of bel-air oh okay and Aaron Lore was the singing voice of Max Goof, and he played a character named Mush in Newsies, the original Newsies, not the new one. Okay. Our Kingdom Hearts connections for this episode, I'm going to go through these very quickly. Bill Farmer is Goofy. Wayne Allwine is Mickey Mouse. Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Frank Welker played Experiment 221 Sparky in Birth by Sleep. Rob Paulson was Jacques and the Grand Duke in uh, Dream Drop... No, that's birth by sleep. Yeah, they're both birth by sleep. Sorry. Brain freeze. Uh, Corey Burton was an additional voice in here. He is also the voice in Kingdom Hearts of Yen Sid, Ansem the Wise, Zeus, Dale, Claude Frollo, Grumpy, 
MC, the, the Master Control Program, Santa Claus, Sark, Shan Yu, The Peddler, Captain Hook, Jetsam, Flotsam, Diz, Captain Hook, The White Rabbit, and The Doorknob in Kingdom Hearts. Wow. Pat Carroll played an additional voice here. And, of course, she is very well known yes. for being the voice of Ursula. Josh Keaton was a voice during the song After Today. He played young Hercules. Okay. Joanne Worley was, of course, the wardrobe in Kingdom Hearts. Wallace Shawn, of course, reprised his role as Rex. Randy Crenshaw, who was a performer in Lester's Possum Park in this movie, did additional voices. Okay. Now, I just want to point out that the, that, that the role he must have played with additional voices in Kingdom Hearts must be really small mm. if it go to so much trouble in all these other characters. But yeah, that is the end of what I got in the cast. What do we got in info and stuff? All right, so info and stuff. Uh, you can watch this movie right now on Disney Plus, like we said before. Uh, it has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb. IMDb, thank you. Uh, it has a 60, uh, 60, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 70% score for audience score. Mm -hmm. uh, production. And I'm going to get this right the first time. We'll see. Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Movie Movie Tune, and Walt Disney Television Animation. Mm -hmm. Distrib distribution by Bonavista Picture Distribution. It was original release date. Its world premiere was actually April 5th, 1995 at the AMC Pleasure Island at Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. On its its premiere 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 was on April seventh, nineteen ninety five. Mm -hmm. The movie was originally slated to be released on November and November nineteen ninety four, but production was halt, uh, scaled back and was pushed back until nineteen ninety five, when The Lion King actually took its spot took filled its spot, um, filled its absent spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. That was another CD I had at that age. Yes, that's a very good CD. Mm -hmm. Box office. Its budget was an estimated eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand? Eighteen million. Sorry, okay. eighteen million. I, I, I put, I put, I detracted a few I understand. numbers. I understand. That's that's why I was double checking. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's first weekend. Uh, U.S. wise was. Six point one million dollars on April 9th of that year. Its U.S. gross was thirty-five point three million dollars. Its domestic take was the same. Okay, uh, so it did fairly well. I don't know if it did because originally it was going to be a movie straight to uh, straight to video. Yeah, no, it was going to be just a TV special. It was oh, gonna be a TV special originally. But they were just they were pitching ideas, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what they wanted to do, and they just came up with because they were trying to figure out how to get Goofy back on screen, being the uh, the big screen. Yeah, and it's okay. We have Goof Troop. We have Goof Troop. Why don't we just make a movie about it and make it a Goofy movie? Yeah, and it worked. It worked <laughs> tremendously well, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, home release uh, was first released on VHS. For those of you who are younger. That was something, there was a little square little thing that went into a very large box. 
I need to get some of my VHSs out so when we do this, I can just hold it up. This is a videotape. <laughs> All right. So it was originally released uh, by, obviously, uh, Walt Disney Home Video on September 6th, 1995. Mm-hmm. That is a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Let's say that. Uh, when you had Jurassic Park came out in 1994, it took a year. Yeah. For that VHS to come out. And now you have almost like direct to, you know. Almost, direct, yeah. Almost direct to VHS. And it was re-released in uh, uh, June 20th, 2020. Or 2000, I'm sorry. 2020. Uh, 2020 or 2000? 2000. I'm sorry. 2000. Uh, along with a with a DVD version as part of the Walt Disney Gold Class Gold Class nah, Gold Classic Collection series, mm-hmm. it was finally finally released on Blu-ray as part of the the Disney Movie Club exclusive, alongside an extremely goofy movie on April twenty third, two thousand nineteen. So, for a movie that has been held as a a classic, almost an yeah. iconic film. I'm surprised it's not gotten a full blown Blu-ray release instead of just the Disney Movie Club one. Yeah, which to be honest. Yeah, they're again very grateful that uh, Disney Movie Club did release this. Yes, and uh, yeah. So if you're interested, Disney Movie Club is a way to go if you're a big Disney fan. Mm-hmm. That is all I have in the news. All right, getting into the summary. Goofy is the single father of his 14 year old son, Max Goof although the two have a tense relationship. On the last day of school before summer vacation, Max and his best friends PJ and Robert Bobby Zamersky hijacked the auditorium in the middle of Principal Mazur's speech, creating a small concert where Max performs while dressed as the pop singer Powerline. The performance succeeds in making Max a school celebrity and impressing his love interest, Roxanne. But he, PJ, and Bobby are sent to Mazur's office. While waiting outside of the office, Roxanne speaks with Max and agrees to go with him to a party where Powerline's concert will be viewed live on television. However, Mazer calls Goofy and forewarns him that Max's behavior may result in him facing capital punishment. That's a really nice way to say the electric chair! (laughs) Pretty much. Oblivious to Max's plans with Roxanne, Goofy decides to take Max on a fishing trip to Lake Destiny, Idaho, following a cross-country map route he and his father took years ago. Before they leave town, Max manages to stop by Roxanne's house to call off their date. But when the heartbroken Roxanne mentions going with someone else, Max panics and instead fabricates a story about his father knowing Powerline, telling him he will be on stage at the concert. Despite his son's objections, Goofy plans his own trip and initially, with initially disastrous results. Max angrily hurts his father's feelings after Goofy inadvertently humiliates Max at an opossum-based theme park. Later, Pete and PJ happen to meet up with them while camping by a lake. While PJ informs Max of how all their peers at home anticipate seeing him on stage at the Powerline concert, Pete advises Goofy to keep Max under control. Goofy takes his son fishing and shows him the perfect cast fishing technique, accidentally luring Bigfoot to their camp. Pete and PJ flee, leaving Goofy and Max to spend the night with Bigfoot. At night, while Goofy sleeps, Max alters the map's route to Los Angeles, where the concert is taking place. The next morning, Goofy decides to make Max the navigator of the trip. The two go to different locations that satisfy both of them, and eventually they stop by a motel where they meet up with Pete and PJ again. 
When Pete overhears a conversation between the boys, he tells Goofy that Max has tricked him into traveling to Los Angeles. The next day, Goofy and Max come to a junction, one leading to Idaho, the other way leading to California. Max chooses the route to California, making Goofy stop the car at the Grand Canyon and storm off in anger. With the brake loose, the car drives off on its own. Goofy and Max chase after it and end up in a river. After a heated argument, Goofy solemnly declares that no matter how old Max gets, he will always be his son. And the two finally reconcile with each other. After learning of Max's promise to Roxanne, Goofy decides to take him to the concert in Los Angeles. The two nearly plummet to their deaths, though, down a waterfall, but Max was able to save Goofy using the perfect cast technique. Yes. Goofy and Max make it to the concert, and while attempting to sneak backstage, they end up on stage and dance with Powerline, watched by Pete, PJ, and Roxanne on separate televisions. Well, of course, they're on separate sides of the country. Uh... I just lost my spot. Okay. Goofy and Max later return to Roxanne's house in their damaged car. Max tells the truth to Roxanne, though he accepts it and admits she always had feelings for him ever since the first time she ever heard him laugh. Uh, yeah. Thus, a relationship starts between them. Goofy's car suddenly explodes because of damage it had sustained, ejecting Goofy in the process, who then falls through the porch roof of Roxanne's house, and Max proceeds to introduce him to Roxanne. I do. I do have to say. I just say one or two things for that. Okay. Okay. So the principle is inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I realized, oh my gosh, it's that actor. Yes. Oh it my, is, yes. And he even has a line in After Today. Yes. <laughs> and it is him singing it, or oh, saying it anyway. Saying it. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Some early version of uh, what do you call that? Auto tune. Auto tune. Auto tune. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, the other the other thing is like when the car finally explodes, that shocked me. I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> okay, is Goofy fine? Goofy's gonna be fine because he's because he's Goofy. He's Goofy." And I was like, "Oh my!" That literally shocked me. I, was I like, mean, whoa. I mean, though he seems intoxicated, he's just highly animated. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here with my first like geek out. The music, okay. specifically the songs, though the uh, score also. Yes, I. Uh, if you can wear a CD out, I did ah with this one because, I mean, literally, I was I I plugged that movie in. I think Saturday mm -hmm. last week, and within seconds, I was singing along with every song because, of course, I still remember it. Every single song for the past twenty five years. Yeah. So I'm just going to go through these songs right quick. Go for it. It's going from what I consider the worst song to the best song. So, okay. of course, I'm starting off with Lester's Possum Park. Oh, gosh, that. <laughs> Which Ugh. I am convinced, you cannot tell me otherwise, that this is not some, a this is not Disney making fun of itself. Pretty much. <laughs> because you can't tell me that uh, Lester's Possum Park, a rodent park, I might add, yeah. That those animatron that animatronic show is not somewhat based off the country bears. Possibly. <laughs> That's just the theory. I have no idea if that was intentional, but it sure looks like it. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's malfunctioning. Yes. Which I've heard happens, at, happens especially in well, the 90s. Yeah, it did. A lot. <laughs> um, and, of course, you do get Mr. Haney's last, Pat Bertram's last role in yes. that scene, which I actually do like him as an actor. Yeah. Um, going up from there. 
the next song on my list would be uh, "Stand Out," mm-hmm. the one of the, the first of the two Powerline songs. Oh yeah, which that was catchy. That that is very catchy. The only reason I I I, I don't have it rated any higher is because all the other songs are so much better. <laughs> True. Than this one. Uh, that that was a fun one. The next one I'm gonna throw in there is um, after yeah after today. Only because I this song confused me as a child because hmm. I was watching and thinking, okay, he's getting to school. Is he go? Is this him going through the whole school day? But he was supposed to be waiting for Pete mm-hmm. at the beginning for, for that thing. He's supposed to be there early. I'm confused, but I do I do like the song. Except you, you can't listen to it without without thinking but real without knowing okay here's where max was back on screen again while somebody else is talking about him yeah plus you do get the star trek guys oh yeah yeah, yeah you do <laughs> in you that do. one that's a fun yes that's fun um i'm gonna throw in eye to eye next mm-hmm. which is the other power line song yeah which is just a fun one agreed next i'm gonna throw in there um the open road yeah, that was a good one. That is my fit, one of my favorite songs. Best part of that, I don't know if you noticed it. As they're getting near the end, there's a guy on the left-hand screen. All you can see of the car is the back end, but the yeah. trunk's open. This guy's in the trunk with concrete around his feet. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and I never noticed that before this viewing. I'm going, oh, oh, that's, that's funny, but it's also morbid. How did they let that in here? And of course, my favorite song, and this is because it actually actually brings a tear to my eye, makes the you know the throat yeah kind of get tight when you're listening to it, and that is nobody else but you. Okay, remind because me hmm? remind me where that's at. That's the song Goofy and Max duet to you know, on top of the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As they are reconciling, yes, and talking about how well you know your jokes are are prehistoric yeah but max's uh values may be askew gazoon tight mm-hmm. thanks yeah <laughs> uh and re- coming back together and becoming the best you know father and son best friends that they're yeah. supposed to be yeah and that one for i think just because you know at, we've all let's face it yeah we all have both of us have dads yeah absolutely yeah we both know how close that relationship is despite the fact our dads probably drive us crazy probably but at the same time we don't want to lose them yeah exactly so yeah that's just that's a that that song always brings a a tightness to the throat i got you yeah manly kind of you know that manly tear sort of thing yeah exactly i mean like it's not tears it's uh is there something in my my eye eye. there's something in my (laughs) eye that's all it is yeah (laughs) i'm not crying i just got something in my eye yeah uh but yeah, that's a that that song always remi- brings back memories. Uh, I'm just saying. But the thing is, all of these songs are good. All of the the uh, the background music throughout here, the, this movie is good. There's not a song I think in this entire movie, either in the score or in the the musical parts, yeah. that I don't like to some degree. Although Lester's Possum Park is always one I tend to skip when it comes up on the iPod, or right. the iPhone now because. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, just it's banjo galore. Except I do know all the words to it. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one is the music okay. in this one. What's your number one? My number one 
is actually the opening sequence nightmare scene. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! With with I am Max, so glad Max I did not. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't warn you about any of this movie. No, it was it was. Uh, thank you. That was that was a very pleasant surprise to watch. I'm like oh like incredibly well like photography wise mm-hmm. shot very well execution wise animation wise. Be like how they're able to use and stretch these characters so well and the the perspective and force perspective was amazing. The fact to be like it's it's Max longing over uh, Roxanne, yeah, and which all I think is the the, uh, um, oh what's that sh- what's that movie called? Uh, it's got the famous song Roxanne. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, either way, uh, if you know it, I'll be admittedly I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Moulin Rouge. That's it. Ah, Moulin Rouge. Great movie. You haven't seen it. Really good movie. Um. Other than that, be like it's great the the fact that it's Max pining over Roxanne, and it's all these amazing things until he laughs. Yes, and then he, well, you she, get you get she that pulls sh- back in shock, and he, you get that shot. Sh- you get that shot where they're getting ready to kiss, uh-huh. and you're seeing it from Max's point of view as she leans in, she opens her eyes, and she backs up. This so goes, "Why? What's wrong?" And you get these big two buck teeth oh, growing yeah, out of his exactly. head. Exactly. And he slowly has this nightmarish transformation into Goofy. <laughs> and you're going, I know what he's think talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's afraid he's going to turn to his dad. Yeah. And because his dad is, I mean, let's face it, there is a reason the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the catchphrase? Yeah. The, anyway. Hey, yo. No, the catchphrase for the movie. Oh, is it's hard to be cool when your dad's goofy. goofy. Yeah, because <laughs> that's so that, that is so true. And, and the, the fact that be like Roxanne backs up in the sky. Yeah, like he does a yuck. Yeah. And it's just more like and it's he, like he just morphs into goofy. Right. It's just like that terrifying realization. Oh, my gosh, I'm becoming my dad. Well, it's, it's the, the, the scariest part of that whole sequence is after he's fully transformed, he's trying to hold back the laughter. Yeah. And he does the traditional goofy <laughs> or have you do it. Yeah. I can't do it very well. <laughs> and it's like, enough. you know, that's 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 a. It's goofy, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's supposed to, up to this point. That's been a funny line. You successfully made that horror. Yes, hearing exactly. that come out because oh my goodness, <laughs> that scared me as a kid. Yeah, that was so good. That was such an incredible scene. But so yeah, my number one is actually that the the dream nightmare mm-hmm. opening nightmare sequence. It was so well done. And then you have Max being a goofy, awkward teenager. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but either way, that's my number one. What's your number one? My number two. Number two. My number two is actually Roxanne. Okay. Here's the here's the thing about Roxanne. She is an original character created for this movie. Mm-hmm. They have thankfully kept her in different times when uh, right. it's made sense to bring uh, to, to, well, to, for Max to have his girlfriend with him. And yeah. They do bring Roxanne back mm-hmm. in almost every instance. But what's int- what, what I did not notice until this time because you know there's a there's a part of me that when I watched it was. She doesn't notice Max until the concert, which is the entire reason Max does that concert, not yeah. the concert at the end, the the, Max the one at the yeah. one at the assembly. Yeah, which is really good. Which is really good. But here's the thing: in her two previous scenes prior to that concert, mm-hmm. you can tell she's already in love with the goober. Oh yeah, from the beginning, and it's Max who doesn't realize that 
he's got her on the hook. He doesn't have to do much. Yeah, like, like just Roxanne be, says her just early. be friendly. Yeah, like Roxanne says to Barry and be like, I be like, I was head over heels for you because you laugh. Yeah, and that's the thing that terrifies him. Yeah, that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be like my dad. No one likes my dad, and be like, I don't want to be like him. But the girl who's got the crush on me likes my mm-hmm. laugh, which and is always a, the weird thing. Is like girls, girls, ladies, what have you? Like when you're in your teenage years, you're in twenties. Girls more often than not be like like something about you necessarily you don't like about yourself. Yeah, they, they find a charm in your your goofiness, your oddness. But anyway, the the fact because here's the thing, and almost any and this, and this is where I'm actually assuming the Bill and Ted writer got involved. Okay. It would have been incredibly easy. And I know I've seen this kind of thing happen in mm-hmm. other movies Yeah, where, yeah, you don't even show the girlfriend until the scene where the guy does the thing to impress her. Yeah. They actually go ahead and show her off and actually show her already kind of crushing on Max and uh-huh. Max not being able to recognize it. And the other one, they would not, she would not have even known Max existed until that. That scene. is true. And I appreciate that's like, okay, yeah, this is a relationship that's already coming together. Yeah. And it's being exacerbated by the fact that neither one has bothered to talk to the other until this, until the principal's office. That is true. But you know it's been going on that long because uh, Roxanne's friend, the student council president, mm-hmm. when they walk past her, she just says, go on and talk to him. I know you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yes. So, yeah, that's my second like is Roxanne. Okay. They, they did her character so well. Agreed. That was such a very, it was very fret refreshing character. It's mm-hmm. not, like you said, the fact that, like, with most uh, female love interests, it's, they they don't even pay attention to the main guy until he does something. His, his coolest moment shows up. Yeah. Think Grease or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, oh, she's head over heels because he's cool now. It's like. No, Roxanne likes Max because he's a goof. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. So my number two is actually the relationship between father and son, between Max and Goof. Ah, because this is my third. Okay. The the fact would be like you you have that Ma- Goof is so concerned about Max's future. Yeah, that, and we, like a, like any father would be. Yeah, exactly. And being a goofy style. Oh, we're gonna go on a road trip, son. Well, I mean, how many times have uh, you know, your father's gotten you off on a, on to go doing something that he enjoys doing because he thinks you'll enjoy it too because he enjoys it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it barely ever works. But yeah, sometimes. At the same time, if you're if you're sensitive to what what's actually going on, you can kind of you know get into it. Yeah, unlike Max. Unlike Max, who is just so concerned with being you know cool, and I've got to somehow get to California and get on stage for five seconds. To, to impress this girl. To impress this girl. And of course, you really think about it, that plan is very stupid. It yeah. is very stupid. Oh, it's, it's so incredibly stupid. Because if he, if under normal circumstances, if it wasn't the climax of the movie, yeah. uh, if he had gotten there, he may have gotten on screen for five seconds, but the bouncer would have come in right behind him and grabbed him off stage. Yeah. And okay, yeah, they might have like, thought, oh, you were so cool, you are on stage. Oh, you lied to me because your dad doesn't know Powerline. Mm-hmm. You weren't on stage with him. Powerline doesn't even know who you are, mm-hmm. which is why, even though technically Max could have gotten away with it scot-free, yeah. kind of glad he goes ahead and fesses up. Yeah, he, he's he's the bigger dog for it. Yes. 
All right, so that is that is my number three. It's the dynamic between them and your number how, two. My number two. I apologize. the The fact that like you have this almost boiling tension, mm-hmm. and then you get the uh, the floating car scene. Yes, which is absolutely incredible. These two characters who have been butting heads the entire time, and uh, Goofy wanting to trust his son. I'll, I'll get into that one, and I'll get to that in my third. Mm-hmm. But the consult the. Um, the two of them reconciling on top of that, but top of that that sunken car, yes, uh, was such a touching moment where they're just like, okay, we're different, but we're the same. I'm mm-hmm. still gonna love you no matter what. Yeah, and this be like, you're my dad, you're my son, and we're just be like, we're we're gonna be best pals no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is my number two. The so relationship I'm, between Goofy and Max. My number three is similar, but I'm going to approach it from a slightly different angle. Okay. My number three is the red light. The red light. Okay. Twice in this movie, both our, well, each of our characters mm-hmm. in this movie have a moment where they're essentially in the car by themselves. Max, yeah. technically, Goofy's asleep next to him. Yeah. But they're oh. in there and they are trying to figure out how they're going to move on. And the glove box opens. Oh, yeah. For some reason, there's a red light bulb in the glove box. Yeah. And the map comes it's out. It's ominous. And it's like, A, I know the red light there is for style, mm-hmm. but it's done so stinking well. Oh, it is. And, of course, Max has this ridiculous harebrained scheme that he's going to somehow trick his dad into going to California, which is also ridiculous. Yeah. Max's plans are a little ridiculous, but yeah, in, in the moment, you don't notice it. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, you see him do all that. It's like, is he going get, to get, get away with it before his dad wakes up? He gets it back in the glove compartment. Mickey, Goofy kind of sort of wakes up, and he has one of my favorite lines in the movie. How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Uh, three and a half? <laughs> that was great. That was so good. But then you get to the more ominous one. Yeah. At the motel, after Pete has told Goofy that his son has betrayed him, yes. essentially, and is tricking him, and he goes and sits in the car and he's like do i trust my son or do i not yes and the glove box opens of its own accord mm-hmm. and we don't know if goofy actually we don't actually see goofy look at the map no he's 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 we, almost tempted not he's he, he's very tempted to right we don't the, the scene shifts to, to the uh to the to the crossroads right after that mm-hmm. right after that thing opens so it's like, did he look or did he not look? Yeah. We don't know. All we know is his fears are confirmed in the next scene when Goofy tells him, pick a direction, or mm-hmm. we, uh, left or right, when it's very obvious that to get to Idaho, you take a right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Max says, go left. Yeah. And that leads to that reconciliation. Yes, it does. After a short fight. Yes. <laughs> Very but, much so. But yeah, that the rel- the way they handle both of these characters essentially betraying the other in their darkest moments. Oh yeah. Is what and really if you really want to think about it, this is where the axe changes are. Oh yeah. Between bet- uh, between everything. Although there's not that much between Max and Goofy's thing. But anyway, uh the red lights obviously sin yeah betraying your 
friend. Yeah. Or, I, I love how they handle that with the red light. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the work of the devil is what, or the, uh, the temptation of the, sin. The temptation of sin, we'll yeah. say, is what caused that to open. Yeah. But yeah. The yeah, red light so is my, is my that, number that, three. That's a, that's a good analogy. Very, very good. Uh, so mine kind of ties in with the back end of what you said was the uh, the uh, the point of no return, mm-hmm. the the crossroad section, where, like you just said a minute ago, that uh, Goofy asked Max, okay, do we, which way do we go? Which way do we go? And Max is so, he, he, he doesn't want to, he, he has his own motivation. He doesn't want yeah. to disappoint his father, but and it's 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 Goofy trusting Max to an extent. Well, what we see up to this point. Sorry to butt in. Go ahead. But while at the beginning of the trip, Max was completely against what Goofy was wanting to do. Yeah. By the time you actually get to the crossroads, they've had such a good time oh, yeah, together. That's like, oh crud! This decision has been coming. I do have to actually. Yeah. Do I disappoint Roxanne and show the lie, or do I? Or do I uh, disappoint my father? Yeah. And I will say, when you're on a road and you're coming up on a crossroads mm-hmm. and you do have to make that left or right turn. Yeah. And you're not sure what the right answer is. Oh yeah. It does feel like that. It does. It, does. it feels like that a lot. And I have gotten to that point where it's like, uh, did I hit the center post or did I not? Yeah. <laughs> just, just I like did not. In, yeah. Just, just like in this movie, it's, it's more yeah. Max's but, his, 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 uh, his confliction behind it. Oh yeah. And his, his ultimate desire is to impress Roxanne. And so he chooses to go to floor to uh, California mm-hmm. and that scene where, they turn to go to California, and then it's just. And then you see Goofy's face, and he, you, I have. As a thing, you don't see Goofy mad that often. No, you don't. But not that scene. not in a way that's not comedic. Yeah, this is a. Oh, I know what's about to happen, and mm. it's not good for anybody. Body. Exactly. Good night. As. It's a similar thought I have when I in uh, that I had when I watched um, Up at Christmas Carol, and you get that scene with Kermit broken. Oh yeah, because that's not something you see. That's something they would stay away from. Yes, that's the kind of thing you expect them to stay away. Uh, the Goofy actually being angry at his son is something yeah. you would expect Disney to stay away from. Yeah, but they they didn't. They but they, they go punches. right there, and you're just waiting. And you feel the tension. Oh, this yeah. cartoon movie about two anthropomorphic dogs yeah. that just a couple scenes earlier dealt with animatronics malfunctioning and a dead zombie man singing about how I'll never be on the open road again <laughs> is now having a scene where it's like, oh, I want to get out of this car. Exactly. <laughs> because this is not going to turn out good. Yeah, because I, I I, think we both can relate because there again, we're both have We've fathers. made this mistake before. Oh, yeah. We, we've all kind of disappointed we know, our father. And, yeah. And, you know, we've seen that side where it's, oh, crap, I'm dead. I am. <laughs> kind of scene. I, I, I might as well be going to jail with that other guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, can I get in the hearse already? Yeah. Uh, so that, that scene in itself, the... The, the follow-up scene where it's, you know, they pull up the car and he is furious. Yes. And Goofy doesn't know what to say, mm-hmm. but he's just more disappointed and he's very angry. Yeah. And, uh, and then you get... The, the car goes suit. off. The car goes off the cliff. But um, there, there's a thing about that car. But either way, that is my number three. <laughs> All right. Then we should jump into our dislikes. Yes. 
My first dislike. This movie is too short. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, part of it is in the montage. I want more of this. I mean, we only get to see one, really, we only get to spend time with the two at really one of their side trips. Yeah. We get uh, a uh, montage of all the other ones, but it's like, I want to spend some more time with this. I want these, I want to spend some time with these two having fun. Yeah. We don't really ever get to spend time with them no. having fun, which no. is disappointing. Agreed. I, I wish we'd have gotten some of that, but yeah. yeah, that's my number one. Okay. My number one, uh, the third act, I'm going to say it here. The mm-hmm. third act in this movie is so choppy. Yeah. The conclusion of this movie, it's like, oh, well, after they fall off the waterfall. Yeah. After they fall from that the- point, it's like, and we got to rush through these last couple scenes because we're running low on it on budget. Yeah. We've got to finish the movie. Yeah. There's so much we, of, we're, we got, we're, we got that last music video to, to, to put on screen. So let's do it. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's cut from, how did Max and Goof get into the, the suitcases? Yeah. How, how did they, they? Obviously, we know how they got on stage, but and how then, did they get in the suitcases? To go, there's a there's a missing scene in there. There's missing scenes. There's how is the car still running? Yeah. The how did they get the car? Yeah. How did they get the, the car? Last we saw of the car, it went over the waterfall. <laughs> how did they get it back? Yeah. Exactly. There, there's so many open questions about. The, like how they did this and how they did that. Mm-hmm. They're again cartoon logic, but at the same yeah. time, it's like It'd been kept, nice if they showed it. Yeah, but they're again they're on time restraint and that's my guess on, on a budget. But uh, yeah, just the third act of this movie. Even though there's a lot of really good points in the third act, mm-hmm. it just concludes rush. quickly. Yes, I mean literally, the waterfall is ten minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah, and there should be at least another. Th- 30 minutes of that movie after yeah, that point. Exactly. Exactly. So what is your number one? My number two dislike yes. is Polly Shore. Okay. I'm not a fan of Polly Shore. I don't really like his character mm-hmm. in this movie. No, I, I didn't like him either. I kind of, when I was a kid, I kind of thought, oh, this guy's funny. But I was never thinking, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. He wasn't on Goof Troop. Hmm. And they're acting like I should know this guy. I mean, at least Roxanne, that you get this nice big introduction to. Yeah. But this guy, I don't know who he is. I can tell he sounds like that weirdo I hear in movies. And he's obviously, he's high in a kid's movie. Because he's, he's Polly Shore. He's high on cheese. Yeah. Yeah. What's in that cheese? Mm-hmm. There, it's, that's the question. But you could definitely tell he's got the munchies. He is, though, the only person I've ever heard ask, hey, why are we all wearing these gloves? Yeah, that is true. That is so, so yeah, true. Yeah, Polly Shore, my least favorite character in the movie, Bobby, is my number two dislike. What's your number two dislike? All right, my number two dislike is, okay, so Goof and Max crash the, crash the concert. They get to dance with... What's the character's name again? Powerline. Powerline. Stupid character name for a pop singer. Well, but... it's the nineties. What do you expect? And then the next scene, they're driving up to Roxanne's house. Mm-hmm. Why aren't these two spending a night in the slammer in L.A.? Yeah, there's a, well, the, the, cartoon logic. Yeah, but cartoon logic, but still. Also, I'm okay. Thinking of another road trip movie yeah. that took place from, well, this one from Chicago to California. Yeah. 
being vacation where mm-hmm. they break into uh, not Disneyland. We'll say, yeah, cause it's obviously supposed to be Disneyland. The guy who runs it looks a lot like Walt Disney. It's just filmed at six flags. Magic. What's well, now six flags, magic mountain. Yeah. But they at least got arrested by the cops for a couple minutes. Yeah, exactly. Goofy and Max face no consequences. Yeah, appara- apparently apparently they, they did that good in the show that exactly. Pilot says, dude, you're all right, or whatever. That yeah, was a horrible exactly. impersonation. Yeah. But then we never heard the guy talk without singing, so yeah, exactly. who knows? Uh, just like there's there's these unanswered questions of like maybe power lines like hey dude you're totally fine more of a night, teach him a new dance move yeah teach him a new dance move what have you but we there again there's no consequences of what they did they broke into yeah. a concert so we're we're not given any real except they drive up to Roxanne's house back in Some, where, wherever they're from uh it, you can kind of tell when you look at the map it is New England somewhere okay. in there okay but they went to Florida first cuz that's where Lester's Possum Park was that is true that is still hilarious. Yes. Yeah. It it's in Florida. Yeah. Kind of near Orlando. Wow. You're right. <laughs> wow. That is, that is I'm telling you, they weren't making fun of themselves in that scene. Mm. Anyway. I hate that possum. <laughs> anyway, my third dislike. What is my third dislike? Mm-hmm. Um there is no villain. In this movie. No, there isn't. For one, at one point, that's fine, but at the same time, Pete tries mm-hmm. to be the villain. Yeah, but he really isn't the villain. No, he's not. He's an annoyance. He's a he aggravates. Mm-hmm. But and I, I'm not saying the movie needed a villain. No, but I'm just saying. <clears throat> I know Goofy's not the most intelligent. Yeah, character. Right. Out of doubt that doesn't that the Walt Disney Corporation has right. ever made. But if he'd stop and think about it, it's like there it's very obvious that Principal Mazer is overreacting. Oh yeah. But it's Goofy. And if he would have just gone and talked and if Goofy had gone and talked to his son to begin with, we wouldn't have a movie. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, all of this comes down to Miscommunication and people not talking to one another. Exactly. That is so easy to fix yeah. if people just would talk to each other. But how- I mean, look how fast Goofy and Max made up when they talked to each other. Yeah. And I look totally how understand and that. look how how unaffected Max and Re- Roxanne's relationship was when they talked to each other and yeah. came honest with each other. They're still, f- I mean. Their relationship is now stronger mm-hmm. than it was yeah, before it, this. You know, honesty is the best policy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens when you communicate. Exactly. And I rec- and that's the problem. Well, main, main problem I have with this movie is it comes down to nobody's communicating. Exactly. That annoys me above everything else. It comes down to nobody's communicating. It's so tropey. Agreed. And I wish people we could stay away from it, but we can't apparently. So, yeah, that's my third dislike. Okay, what's yours? My third dislike would be uh, the transfer in this movie from to Blu-ray. Oh my gosh! <sighs> it's don't get me wrong; the picture is fine. 
I think for the just, most part, it is fine. It's just you can tell they did not do any cleanup. No, what they need, they need to restore this film. Yeah, it needs a restoration. It's, it really the, does. The the color is so. Ugh, they need to sharpen everything up in this film. Uh, so you know, there again, Disney Movie Club did what they did with the film. I'm grateful they released it before we can actually you know get a Blu-ray copy of it. But couldn't you have cleaned it up a little bit? Maybe put some extra features on it. Yeah, you know, I mean. It's it's more complaint about the special the, the fe- special features aside because yeah I would pay dearly for to listen to a commentary on this movie, mm-hmm. not to mention any other special features they can wrestle up. The and yeah, it would be nice if we got a more cleaned up version, but yeah. there is a part of me that kind of likes the organic feel of this transfer. Okay, where you can still see the film grain back there. Yeah, that's true. I, it. it I don't want it's not the thing is the film grain in this is not bad. Okay. I've seen bad. Oh yeah. Um in fact the first time I plugged this in, I thought, oh, don't tell me this is an upscale of the VHS, because that's kind of what it looked like at first. Yeah, it's the DVD. When I first plugged it in, or upscale the DVD. But the more I watched it, no, no, the transfer is good. It's just they didn't they just took it straight from the film. They mm-hmm. did not clean it up any. It would be nice if they cleaned it up, but you know, I don't know if it needs cleanup. That's just my, it's, it's subjective. I got you. It's subjective. I, but special features. Yes. I want special features. <laughs> I have never been more disappointed with a, with a purchase of a Blu-ray when I got this one in and all I, all, the only menu options were play movie scene selection. I don't even get subtitles. Yeah, I watch movies with subtitles on, whether it's English, Japanese, whatever, and then you don't even get subtitles. With this, it's like, what if somebody of who normally speaks Spanish wants to watch this movie? You just left them out in the cold. You did because they didn't watch this right now. You didn't even give them Spanish subtitles. Yeah, you gave them nothing. Yeah. And what's it's annoying? What's what's weird is actually, why they need to re- do a full release of this on Blu-ray. Give it the full Disney treatment. Agreed. Also, the original uh, DVD, when it was originally released on DVD, had extras and it had subtitles and everything to it. Yes, they didn't transfer any they, of it. No, they just put the film on Blu-ray and said, "Here you go." Yeah. Well, it's Thank great. You, by the way, it's great to have the movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't care what you do with an extremely goofy movie because I hate that one. Okay. But this one, I want special features. <laughs> Please, Disney, <laughs> be nice. I will buy this movie again. <laughs> Give me a 4K Blu-ray release now. <laughs> Would be nice. Please. Yes. Anyway. Either way. That brings us to our ratings, yes. I believe. This is a 9.5 for me. Okay. I had a hard time coming up with dislikes. Okay. But I do feel like it is, it, it's like you say, it's rushed at the end of this movie. It is. The middle is a little rushed too. The only place where I think the pacing is perfect is at the beginning of the movie. Agreed. And even then in that one song, the reason the pacing is so good is because there's more songs in the beginning than there is at the end. Exactly. Strangely enough. Uh-huh. And so it, it works a little better, but... Uh, the pacing is my biggest issue with this, and that's what. But it's not enough of it to make me not like this movie. So to really affect my viewing of the movie. So I'm just dropping it down a a, peg. a knot, a peg. It's like 
I might forgive it once you give me the 4K Blu-ray release. We'll see. <laughs> please, Disney. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I, originally, I was going to give it an 8.5, but more like talking about it, really enjoying it. It's a 9. It's a 9.0. It's it's an amazing film that has just a lot a lot of heart, a lot of soul. Uh, great animation. It's just the... It's a, uh, a slap transfer from a DVD to a Blu-ray upscaled and uh, virtually nothing behind it. And I I wanted so much for Hard Hearts to actually have this. If they if they do upgrade it to a, a 4K and give us you know a bunch of features on this film, which I think they should. Yes. Uh, I, I would be deeply, deeply thankful for Disney if they ever do that. But other than that, it's an amazing film, and I really enjoy it. And I'll probably wind up buying this film. Well, you have a way of getting it right now. Yeah. Because you're still on Disney Movie Club. I no longer am. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. So join us next time for, what is it called, Aladdin? The Return of Jafar. Yeah, Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar, that's the name of the movie. So join us then. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page, on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher, our RSS feed. If we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.